This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. It's my music. You're listening to Music of the Mat on the Voices of Wrestling podcast network. Hello and welcome to Music of the Met, the podcast devoted exclusively to the music of pro wrestling. It's all part of the Voices of Wrestling podcast network. I'm your host, Andrew Rich. This is episode 87, and it is about the themes of Colt Cabana. And today I am joined once again by the quiz master himself. He is the host of the World's Hardest Quiz Determination League, a.k.a. the Real World Quiz League on Twitch. It's Robin Reed. Hello, Robin. Hello. Hello. Quite the uh, the introduction. It's, yeah. it's a new one. Last time I was on the show, I, I didn't have such grand a title. No, no. Well, uh, I think Quizmaster is an appropriate name for you because uh, you are indeed the master. Uh, you hold the power over that show. Your word is final on there, which is why I'm glad you're back on here, you know, so I can take it down a few pegs. Because <laughs> you sit there with your questions and your answers and your fake-out reactions and you act all high and mighty, but not here, all right? This is, in the immortal words of Jeff Jarrett's theme song, my world. So keep that in mind, all right, Robin? <laughs> yeah, I... Uh... I don't get to be the one with all the answers on a list in this show, unfortunately. No, no, we'll, we'll save that for your show, I think, yeah. But, um, but you know, in all seriousness, uh, the Quiz League is one of my favorite things going right now. Actually, I wish I thought of it first, to be honest with you, because <laughs> it's a lot of fun. And what's really great about it is that there's a real sense of, like, camaraderie with the whole thing. And whether someone wins or loses or is on the show or just in the, in the Discord chat, it's all good-natured, it's all lighthearted, and everyone's having a good time. A little trash talking here and there during the games, of course. You know, a little, little little promo work, I think, here and there. But still, at the end of the day, it's just a bunch of friends hanging out and playing some fun trivia games. So it's a, it's really cool, Robin. Yeah, that's really just what I was going for with it. It was kind of a one of those things where, as a group, I think most of the listeners to this show and the Voice of Wrestling community in general, we're, you know, I think it's fair to say, we're, you, most of us are pretty big wrestling nerds. And as such... Me, at least, in my experience, I've always wanted, like, to be able to use all this obscure knowledge that I've gathered over the years of watching wrestling in some sort of, uh, you know, competition, get to real flex my knowledge. Uh, and yet, there's not a whole lot of wrestling quizzes out there. We've obviously got the, the brilliant five-star match game podcast on, the, on this very network, which I highly recommend. Um, but in terms of, like, interactive, there's not a whole lot of options. Now and again, you might... You know, if you're really lucky and you're at a pub quiz, once in a blue moon, you might get a wrestling round. But really, the difficulty level for, you know, people like us, it, it's a walk in the park. And while it's, you know, it's at first, it's a nice novelty to be able to walk through around 10 out of 10. Uh, everyone's like, wow, you know a lot about this. And it's like, well, you know, that didn't even scratch the surface. You're almost <laughs> embarrassed um, by how much you how easy you found the round. I try and make the quiz that I do over uh, on Twitch for Voice of Wrestling, I try and make it for wrestling nerds. So it's challenging. Uh, but it's also, as you say, it's like um, everyone's having fun, whether people are getting the answers right, getting the answers wrong. Um, people are confident in the in their, their, their category. If people are really like out of their depth. Uh, the whole idea is just to, to to have a good time every Friday or Saturday, whenever it ends up being. 
And I'm, I'm really glad that it is as fun as it is because, you know, just uh, I think based on the last few weeks or so, we need all the fun we can get because it, it's been a real bear of a time in pro wrestling as of late. Um, of course, I'm referring to the speaking out movement where uh, quite a number of people involved in wrestling or in some cases uh, fans have come forward uh, sharing their stories of being abused in some form. Uh, mostly women, but I've seen a few men tell their stories as well. Um, stories about all different manners of abuse uh, and all sorts of avenues in wrestling um, at shows, at after parties, hotel rooms, training schools, online. And not every story and allegation is on the same level, of course. There are degrees of this stuff, but some of the allegations that have come to light are just the most despicable stuff that it, it makes your heart break and your stomach turn. And before we go any further, I'll say this right now, you know, as painful and as awful as it is to read about this stuff, make no mistake, it was, you know, 10 million times worse and more painful and awful for the victims to go through this stuff and have to live with it. I mean, I can't, I can't even imagine, you know, having to experience some of this stuff or having to live with it for so long. And while I do think that it's important that we talk about this story and share our thoughts about it, um, you know, when it's all said and done... Whatever Robin and I think and, and feel, whatever sadness and grief and anger that, that we are going through, that is minuscule and immaterial compared to what the victims have gone through. And it's so much more important to read those stories and listen to what the victims had to say, you know, first and foremost, and put their feelings first. Um, don't just look at a list of names and, you know, move on. Actually find the stories, take those in, and read what those people had to go through, Robin. Yes, uh, com- completely agree. And a lot of the, a lot of it uh, has has started out from, and a lot of it has been centered around uh, the British wrestling scene, which I've obviously been been quite close to for for quite a while. And while it's been, you know, every now and again you'd hear little rumors and little stories, and you you know you'd, you'd hope it wasn't true, or you'd think, or maybe it's exaggerated. Seen it all put out at once, and you know, you have to think that with everything that's been put out, there's probably at least that many, again, stories that haven't been told. It's absolutely shocking and, and harrowing to read. And as you said, it, it makes your heart really bleed for, for the people who had to go through these things. Um, and the one thing I've had to really cling to, because a lot of it has made me want to almost just completely shut off from wrestling, but the thing I've really wanted to cling to is that while this is all horrific and, and makes you lose faith in humanity and, and faith in the wrestling business and all those things, this is about improving things. Um, it's about listening to these horrible stories because the unfortunately these crimes, these heinous acts have already happened and it's about creating a wrestling industry and creating uh, specifically in the UK especially, but acro- across all um, all of the wrestling sphere. It's about creating an environment where these things are at minimum a lot less likely to happen in the future. Uh, and, you know, that's that's what these these brave people who've come forward, it's so important that we listen to them and we take what they've said on and we create an environment where things can be better because of this, this movement, this speaking out. Yeah, and, and make no mistake, when all these stories were coming out, um, you know, me, Robin, none of our friends were sitting there going, well, how could this happen in the pro wrestling industry? No, like, 
maybe we were shocked at some of the names that were, you know, accused, sure, but any wrestling fan with a hint of, of knowledge will tell you that the wrestling industry is just full of liars and cheats and scumbags and assholes, just like in Hollywood, just like in comedy, sports, religion, politics, you know, th- there are bastards everywhere. The thing is, you know, as fans of something, we tend to turn that moral side of our brains down in order to enjoy what we like. I mean, I'm guilty of it for sure. Uh, I think we all do it to some degree. Uh, but sometimes, you know, the cold hand of reality has to come forward and smack us in the face and shake us by the collar and go, hey, asshole, there's some real bad shit happening and you can't ignore it. You have to look. And, and thankfully, those victims, they did come forward and they were brave enough to, you know, tell their stories and give us that slap in the face and, and to shake us up and wake us up because it, who knows how much longer some of these you know people would have kept doing what they were doing without someone speaking up about it. You know, especially in an industry where there's such little to no oversight or accountability or regulation to protect, you know, anybody, men, women, minors, whoever, from being victimized and abused and and groomed and taken advantage of for all this other horrible shit that went down. You know, how much longer would this stuff have gone on? And, And like you said, Robin, yeah, as much as it makes you shudder to think about these people getting away with some of this stuff for... Hell, some of them for a very long time with multiple accusations to show for it, you do feel some relief that these stories are seeing the light of day now and that there are people who are trying to help make sure that such, you know, widespread abuse doesn't happen again, Robin. Yeah, and that's that that's the one thing you have to cling to in that hopefully going forward these things won't go accepted. These things won't go, you know, pushed to the side. This will be a, a big turning point for, for for the wrestling industry as a whole for some positive change, and that that's what you, you've you've got to hope and you've got to push for everybody involved in wrestling, whether you're a fan, whether you're loosely involved, whether you're training, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That's what you've got to push towards. You've got to make sure that all these stories don't just become a, a one-off thing where we we all heard them, we all read them, and then when wrestling starts back up after coronavirus, it can't be the same again. We have to act on the this, this not necessarily information, because, you know, as you said, we're already kind of somewhat aware, but we have to make sure things just don't go back to, to the status quo. Right, right. And I'd say that, you know, to anybody who hasn't read the stories yet and is going to, make sure you take breaks, because there's a lot of darkness to take in here. And it can be very overwhelming. Um, I know at the beginning of the last episode, I mentioned that uh, when Mike and I sat down to record the episode, that was right during the middle of the storm. And and news was breaking a mile a minute from all directions, the worst of which concerning serial rape and pedophilia. I mean, it was, you know, just emotional chaos bombarding you from all sides. And all that that anger and, and grief and sadness and nausea can overwhelm you if you're not careful. So yeah, it's important to learn about this stuff and to understand what the victims went through, of course, but you also have to make sure that you don't get lost in this darkness. So take a breather, watch TV, read a book, go for a walk, and and come back to it later when you're ready. Because some of these stories, they just make you want to scream. And it's essential that you exhale and get your own headspace right, Robin. Yeah, very much agreed. Very much agreed. 
So, um, yeah, that's, that's all I wanted to say about this, really. I mean, we're not going to get into any specific allegations or anything like that. There are podcasts out there who do do that and do a great job of discussing them and the movement itself in a much longer and more detailed format. Uh, ones like the Grapple Spotlight podcast and uh, the British Wrestling Experience. I recommend you check those out. Um, but I guess the last few things I'll say is that, you know, as Robin mentioned, there are a good amount of people out there who are pretty down about wrestling right now. And look, I get it. You know, this took a chunk out of me too. Just as it did, I'm sure, everybody. It's absolutely awful. And I think what hits people, you know, really hard is not just the allegations coming out against these wrestlers and and against these trainers and referees and so forth, but having to come to grips with supporting them as fans. You know, we, we spend a lot of time and money and energy watching the matches, buying tickets, buying merch, rooting for their success, and in some cases, putting them on a pedestal. And then a bombshell like this drops, and it's like, oh my god, I was supporting a bad guy. I was supporting a monster. And I think there's some guilt there, and there's a desire to just go away from wrestling and stop being a fan. And it's understandable. I I, I get it. And, And to those people, I say, A... Please don't give up on the good people in wrestling and surrounding wrestling who are trying to make it better. Don't give up on them because those people need our help too. And B, look, don't beat yourself up over this. You did not make those abusers do the bad things they did. That's not your fault. And you also, you don't know who anybody is really behind closed doors either. We're not gods. We don't know what people are doing every second of every day. And I don't think it's healthy to feel all this guilt about something that you didn't know about. Feel angry for sure. Feel angry about the abuse that happened and about the lack of of oversight and safeguarding that should be there. And in some cases about being lied to and deceived by these manipulators for so long. But don't turn that anger on yourself because that doesn't help anybody, Robin. Yeah, and that goes across... All, all forms of art we you know wrestling hasn't been the only scene that's had a had a reckoning like this in the past even month uh and across all art forms just because you are a fan of a piece of art uh doesn't mean you should necessarily well it doesn't mean at all that you should feel like you you supported the actions of that person um it, it is important to 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 keep yourself in a good mental state um even for all this, uh, you know, horror that you're reading. Agreed. Okay, well, uh, well, thank you, Robin, for talking about this with me. Um, I know this is not the uh, the easiest or the most fun way to start a podcast, that's for sure, but you're someone who I respect a lot and admire a lot as a communicator and, and as a good friend, too. And I'm glad that we could share our thoughts about this topic and, uh, and do it openly and with tact as well. I, I do appreciate it. Well, thank you, thank you. All right. Well, let's uh, let's switch gears here and uh, switch moods as well to something a lot nicer, and uh, that is the themes of Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Uh, Colt is someone who I've been a fan of for quite a long time now. Um, he's not someone I'd put in my you know all time top favorites, but I always enjoy watching him, and he's a guy who I think you know really deserves his due for just how important he's been to wrestling. These past number of years, not just wrestling, hell, but but podcasting. I mean, I don't think I can stress enough the importance and the influence of a show like The Art of Wrestling. Uh, you know, long before the glut of 
wrestler hosted podcasts and, and, and Jericho doing Omaha steak ad reads or whatever. Colt was at the forefront of all that stuff. Uh, you, you know, interviewing all his contemporaries, getting their stories out, uh, really, really promoting the life of pro wrestling in a very positive way. I mean, it wasn't all positive, of course. Uh, there were some uh, legal troubles, perhaps, and the uh, ending of a friendship. But regardless, you can't take away from just, you know, the enormous impact that the art of wrestling had. Um, I mean, I wouldn't call him a direct influence for me doing a podcast, but I know for sure he was a direct influence on my direct influences. So I'm glad that we're doing this episode to show some appreciation for the guy, Robin. Yeah, I think it's easy to forget with with the time and the absolute explosion of wrestling podcasts uh, to, you know, the, the level where there's more than anyone could ever possibly listen to the Colt Cabana and the Art of Wrestling was wrestling podcast for a while. Like I, I, I'm, I'm sure he, you know, there was probably some school one uh, before that. But he was the the first I remember and the first that really blew up and became a part of the uh, the wrestling consciousness as a whole. And I'm not a big like um, wrestler interviews wrestler uh, podcast listener nowadays, but everybody used to listen to the Art of Wrestling, like everyone. Uh, and, you know, it did obviously decline as more and more wrestlers got involved. He he maybe ran out of um, people to interview because he did so many episodes. It was so <laughs> long running. Uh, but he was a huge part of um, wrestling podcasts becoming what they are today. Right. And I, I'd say his importance to wrestling itself is maybe not so much in the ring, but just as a guy who has been so passionate and just so much of a champion for wrestling for so long, especially indie wrestling. You know, he has flown that flag the proudest for years. And for good reason, I think, because he's arguably the preeminent indie wrestler of the past 20 years. You know, because he's wrestled for every prominent promotion in America you can think of since 02. He's been all over North America. He's been to South America, Europe, Australia, Japan. He's made three documentaries about being an indie wrestler. Uh, the podcast, as we mentioned... Um, I mean, he is a shining example of, of a guy who has really put their nose to the grindstone and, and worked their ass off and had enough creativity and business sense to make a living in wrestling as an indie wrestler for a very long time. You know, a lot of indie guys, they have second jobs to make ends meet, of course, but Colt is living proof that you can make it in wrestling on the indies. Um, I mean, I know he's in AEW right now, but... I'm pretty sure that with his contract, he can work indies if he wants to. And I, I guarantee you, if there was no pandemic going on right now, that's what Colt would be doing because he just he loves it so much, Robin. Yeah, and Colt Cabana, along with the Young Bucks, was a huge part of the the independent wrestling merchandise kind of revolution because before him, there weren't a ton of wrestlers selling shirts and uh, selling selling different forms of merch at shows and such. His link through pro wrestling tees really changed a lot of the way pro wrestling um, at an independent level worked in terms of the way you'd monetize yourself and uh, opened up a whole other res uh, revenue stream that now so many independent wrestlers that have followed him uh, rely on. He's an incredibly important figure in that regard. That's a great point, yeah. I mean, I mean considering just how big pro wrestling tees is right now with the, the sheer volume of wrestlers and promotions who are part of that, Colt helped make it a thing to begin with. And I think that speaks to a big part of his success coming from not just his work ethic or his passion, but his versatility as well. You know, I think there are a lot of people out there who are quick to judge 
Colt and, and put him in a box and go, oh, he's just a goofy comedy wrestler. Yeah, he can do comedy very well, but he can also wrestle seriously. He can also do hardcore matches. He can do announcing, podcast hosting, uh, live show hosting, filmmaking. He can work in merchandising. He's had YouTube shows. Uh, he's done the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. I mean, he's got such a, a wide range of talents and skills and such a long resume, too, that you can't help but just marvel at all he's done. Is he the biggest star in the world? No, but he's such a clutch all-rounder in so many ways that I think any company would be lucky to have him. And that's why I think AEW was so smart to sign him, Robin. Yeah, when you if you were making a, it would be a very strange Hall of Fame, but if you were making a Hall of Fame of utility players in wrestling, Cole Cabana's got to be real close to that, that first ballot. There's, there's very few that would be up there with him. Well, let's get to these themes here, and um, like the last time you were on the show, Robin, with the Briscoes episode, we're not going to cover every single Colt Cabana theme ever, because he's had a bunch of themes um, early on that I don't think are all that necessary to talk about. Um, in fact, there's an article from 2012 in the Village Voice where Colt talks about his uh, his theme music in his career, and he mentions some of the songs that he had early on, like uh, Vibrant Thing by Q-Tip, Skater Boy by Avril Lavigne, and Let Me Entertain You by Robbie Williams. And he mentions that with most of those songs, it's not really his choice. It's more just, you know, what CD does the promoter have lying around? So it's an eclectic mix there. And uh, looking at these songs in this episode here today, we have an interesting mix as well, Robin. Yeah, um, it's he it, it doesn't necessarily stick to, to one brand or, or one kind of sound and, and some of these themes we're going to be discussing fit better than others but even through the wide range that he that he has he as a general rule when you feel that when he's got a chance to pick uh what what he's going for in, in not the wwe stuff uh it does seem to fit his character pretty well so let's start off with the first theme here, and I think what we'll do, since Colt has used almost all these songs, uh, you know, everywhere, we'll use Ring of Honor as the point of reference with the timeline, because that's the promotion I think uh, people associate Colt with the most in his career. Plus, it's just easier that way, too. So, uh, Colt had this song at his ROH debut at Night of the Butcher in December of 2002, and this is by a rapper named Presence, uh, spelled like the Led Zeppelin album not the gifts of the album Let It Begin. This is called Callin' Out. Lame stop, my 
kitchen, I strain props, your foundation collapses. That's how your aim flops. Yes. Fuck you, Sigourney Weaver, copycats. I'm wilder than G with your sloppy raps. I die just to cop these tracks. Game winning shot, crowd explosion, I wax. Third eye optometrist, my skin is made of velvet fat. Calling out all breakers, all DJs. Calling out all MCs these days. We must unite, one world, one fight. For the sake of the youth, let's get it right. We're calling out. So it seems odd at face value for Colt Cabana, of all people, to come out to hip-hop. You know, a, a nice Jewish boy from the suburbs coming out to gangster rap. It seems like an odd mix, I think. But uh, And on the surface here, this seems like a typical hardcore gangster song. Uh, and there's, there's some stuff of that in there, sure. But if you listen to it, it has a rather political call-to-arms message, uh, basically calling out for people to unite to solve the world's problems. The lyrics talk about people funding tourism over education, minority youth being, quote, the village of the damned. Uh, the hook is, we must unite one world, one fight. For the sake of the world, let's get it right. So it's not like this is some, you know, DMX hardcore profane stuff here. There's an actual message going on, Robin. Yeah, and during this era, uh, Colt Cabana was coming out with, like, uh, I think he had, like, a, an upside-down, like, cut out baseball cap yeah. that he wear so he, he was kind of leaning into the hip-hop vibe as well and really his gimmick in ring of honor was being an annoying person and you know as as good as the message of this song is i don't know about you but me personally i hear that oh 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 oh, oh and <laughs> I, I once it's gone around a couple of times i'm a bit annoyed so you know it's it, it's got that instant reaction of this guy, uh, he's he's getting under your nerves straight away, and that that you know that initial run for him in Ring of Honor was him being the kind of annoying person who'd get under CM Punk's skin, where you were supposed to empathize with Punk. And I think an even more obvious connection to make is the Chicago connection, because Presence is from Chicago, and there are references to Chicago in the song, like Millennium Park. Uh, and Colt obviously wears his love for Chicago on a sleeve, uh, so him coming out to a Chicago rapper is not shocking at all. We'll see it later on too, you, you know, so there is this, you know, personal hometown connection as well, Robin. Yeah, yeah, he, uh, there, there, there's a there's a running theme of, of working with people who he, he knows and is connected from through Chicago, and, you know, as you say, he's, he's never shied away from being a proud Chicago one. Right, right. Um, there's also a Colt Cabana music video set to this song. It's on YouTube, and uh, you can see a, a very young uh, Colt Cabana with the upside-down backwards visor on uh, wrestling in front of, like, uh, I don't know, like 30 people at most. So it's cool to see him way back when in his early days in these, you know, podunk indies with very small crowds, and to compare that to today, where he's now in AEW. Yeah, to now with zero crowds. Uh, well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, but but one day we'll be back to normal. I think one yeah. day. So um, yeah. up next is the theme song that uh, you know just based on the title alone makes it a good fit for Colt Cabana. Uh, this is one that Colt started using in April of '03 at the Epic Encounter, uh, and he's had multiple versions of this over the years too. Uh, this is the first one. It's by Barry Manilow, of course, off of his album Even Now. And this is Copacabana Disco Remix.
so with a name like Colt Cabana and a wrestler like Colt Cabana with his personality, it's pretty much a foregone conclusion that he's going to come out to this song. But apparently, the story goes that Colt had this song on a burnt CD like as a joke, and at a wrestling show once, the guy playing the music was supposed to play uh, Callin' Out, the first track, but he accidentally played the next track in line, which was Copacabana, and the rest is history, as they say. So it's wild how this happy accident turned out to be just a big part of Colt's identity, uh, especially in the first half of his career, Robin. Yeah, I hadn't heard that story, but it's a you know it's it's amazing coincidence because it ends up fitting him so well. Um, I mean, obviously, it doesn't take a, a genius to figure out uh, how he made the connection and picked out this song for him. Uh, you know, it, it's a bit loud, like his name. You you may have picked that up, <laughs> um, but but even even deeper than that, just the the energy that it brought. Um, the the upbeat vibe that he'd come out to um, completely fit his character, and then you know add on top of that the the whole way it, it juxtaposed with um, the the AFI song that Punk used to come out to the, the beginning I think it's called or something like that. Miseria um, Cantare, the beginning, yeah, yeah, and like I think on one or two Ring of Honor shows they kind of come out as a tag team and they splice these two songs together and you'll be hard pressed <laughs> to get two more opposite sounding songs than those two uh, and that kind of was the whole the whole way that that tag team worked it was um punk the, the super serious almost going for like a, a cult leader atmosphere and then you had his best friend uh coming out dancing to copacabana it's like well wow uh what a what a juxtaposition but it, it really did just work and 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 this song was a, a vital part of that love your hate your faith her name was lola she was a showgirl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know it's it's a very odd mix for sure for sure but um but here's the thing if you go past the title what do the lyrics and the story of the song have to do with Cabana? Not much. It's about a nightclub in the 40s where a bartender and a showgirl fall in love. The guy gets killed by a gangster, and the showgirl spends the next 30 years drinking and losing her mind. So it's actually a very dark song, but in this case, I don't think that matters all that much here because I think people will just, you know, focus more on the catchy hook, more on the upbeat music, and and the novelty as well of someone named Colt Cabana coming out to a song called Copa Cabana and Colt's you know naturally comic personality helps in that regard too the fact that he has this wink and a smile about him and he's not you know moody serious fighter galaxy and punk is he can be that at times sure but he's more often than not very playful in his character work and I think that that definitely works in his favor with him coming out to this song Robin yeah and and maybe even more than that it's all the way through the song, it maintains the, the high, upbeat, fun-loving atmosphere throughout the song. Even when it's got lyrics like, uh, But Rico went a bit too far, Tony sailed across the bar, uh, and then the punches flew and, and chairs were smashed in two. There was blood in a single shot, but just who shot who? You know, that's quite, you know, that's quite violent. Someone's dying here. But, but all that's being sung in a way that's so upbeat. And in a way, that kind of represents what, what Colt's whole vibe was through certain periods of Ring of Honor. I mean, he had, 
had that that very violent um, homicide feud where you know they were threatening to cut each other's tongues out. Um, <laughs> you know, I think Colt had Drano poured down his throat or, or something like that. You know, it's huge amounts of violence. Colt was really having to, you know, tap into a more more serious, more violent side almost. Um, during that feud, but he was still coming out to Copa uh, Cabana uh, and that kind of fun-loving vibe, and it kind of it, it represents how, on the surface, the you know the, the top level of the music, the, the the song, the the tone of voice being sung, it's all happy-go-lucky, but you know there's 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 a little bit of violence underneath in both the song and the wrestler. That is a very good point, and I did not think of it. Yeah, yeah, um, and as well, if we just like think of the time period. Too. This song doesn't just contrast with CM Punk's music, it contrasts with everybody's music. You know, indie wrestlers in the 2000s, it is new metal and hip-hop a go-go, baby. You know, you, you come out to Barry Manilow, people will notice that, and you'll stand out for sure. And in one case, it helped Colt get bookings, because in that Village Voice article, he says that Ian Rotten, of all people, is a big Barry Manilow fan, and he would book Colt on his shows just so he could hear Copacabana. I mean, how nuts is that? <laughs> did did um, Ian just not have the track, so he'd book him just so we could bring a CD and play it? Like, Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe his iPod broke or something. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> like that, the only way I can possibly listen to that song is to to pay Copacabana to drive the IWA Miss South and wrestle. That's a, that's a bizarre song, but, you know, it, wrestling was a bizarre industry. So, like I said, uh, Colt used a few different versions of Copacabana. Uh, this second one here, he had for a very long time, starting at Death Before Dishonor 2003, up until Final Battle 2005. This is Copacabana 1993 Remix. hobby it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks we hype ourselves up thinking ah, maybe i can pull a ken griffey jr rookie card but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates it's all just a shot in the dark until now introducing slab packs from arena club.com the only repack that provides real value a complete view of all possible cards and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy slab packs at Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. I was able to open an Arena Club slab pack, and, and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show, and there's a random innocuous brown bag of cards, and yeah, you can open it, and look, it's going to be junk. You're, you, you know what I mean? Like You know what you're probably going to get in those. Maybe you find that fun. And sometimes I do. Sometimes I like just opening up cards and saying, ah, hey, look at some random cards or whatever. But if you're really in this game to to find value and find particular cards, it sucks to have to buy these mystery packs. And it ends up being, you know, almost nothing. You know, nothing of value. Not with Arena Club. 
you can display, again, of all available cards, hit rates, grading. So you know that when you're opening up the slab pack, you are going to get something valuable. You are getting something good. And Arena Club, in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about, is also a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, all that sort of stuff. But those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your polls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling. And you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, setting these things off, it's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying... Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, I've got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off again that's arena club.com slash vow net arena club.com slash vow net for 10 percent off your first purchase on arena club and we thank them for sponsoring the voices of wrestling podcast network they worked from eight till four they were young and they had each other who could So I don't have much to say about this one, to be honest. It's basically the same song as the first one, except they added in some, you know, some modern dance club or house music uh, trappings with the rhythm track and the percussion, which, you know, 93, house music, Eurodance, it's all the rage at this point. So I can see why Barry Manilow would want to capitalize on that. But um, as far as Colt goes, I don't know why he would want to swap out the disco version for this one. Uh, Maybe he wanted uh, a snappier version of the song, or something that's a bit more modern for the indies, but I think it's just, you know, a, a bit unnecessary in the grand scheme of things, Robin. Yeah, I think it's like a, you know, it, it's minor, but I think it is a, a bit of a downgrade. It, it loses a little bit of the soul by being a little bit more artificial, but but honestly, if, if you're at, at the shows um, and you weren't listening really closely, uh, I think it would be quite easy to, to miss that they even uh, switched out versions at this point, to be honest. And uh, the final version of Copacabana uh, that we'll talk about today is uh, the one that Colt had from Final Battle 2005 to Good Times, Great Memories in April of 07, which was the last ROH show before Colt left for WWE. Uh, This one is a remix featuring Kid Russell on vocals. We'll see him later on for sure. This is Copacabana Rap Remix. Cocabana, 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 it's Cocabana. Straight out of South City, it's the boy Cabana, give him what we live. Acting silly like a modern day Dave Coulet. It's the second city fake, everybody say hey. They stop a minute, can't breathe, cause it's good times, great memories. If you got me, you can find Cabana, Hall, Stan Street, looking for a treat. That's your boy, it's Kid Russell on the track, he's 
So this is a very interesting song to look at, I think, because it's Colt again showing off his hip-hop love by having Kid Russell do a rap verse over the music of Copacabana. A rap verse about Colt Cabana, so it's really making this song a lot more, you know, his own. And listening to it, you can really hear it as a precursor to Colt's current theme, Boom Boom. Yeah, It's the same rapper, it's the same concept of a fun rap about Colt Cabana, the Chicago references are in there, and even the intro with the Colt Cabana, Colt Cabana, it's Colt Cabana! So you can really see the groundwork being laid here for that later Boom Boom song, and it's using the frame of Copacabana to do it, Robin. Yeah, it's very much a bridge between the two, um, but I like it quite a lot. It it, it adds in the you know the, the personalized uh, aspect to the song, you know, more so than just you know Copacabana sounds a bit like Hulk Cabana. Now you've actually got some stuff built into the song, um, some some lyrics that directly directly fit in with Colt um you you've as you said you've got kind of the 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 flavor that Colt seems to like of a little bit of rap mixed in uh in there um but in it not in your your typical you know I'm gonna murder you rap that so many indie indie wrestlers would have at the time Uh, it still maintains the the fun atmosphere and the the um the the it still stands out from from any other rap song that you're going to hear a wrestler come out to in this era, but it it does kind of, uh, it, as you say, it it personalizes the song uh, specifically for him uh, and specifically for wrestling. Yeah, and, and the lyrics of the rap, there are some lines that do carry over later on into the Boom Boom song. He's the king of the Ring of Honor. Better bring it or you're a goner. You can't lose with Cabana. He's as smooth as Havana. Those lines show up again later on. But you've also got other lines in there that could have been in Boom Boom. Straight out of South City, it's your boy Cabana giving wet willies, acting silly like a modern-day Dave Coulier. It's the second city saint, everybody say hey. If you got beef, you can find Cabana on State Street looking for a treat. Again, the references to both Colt and Chicago. The randomness of a Dave Coulier name drop, it's its all very on-brand, I think. And uh, my favorite part of it uh, is the end of the rap, where they transition into Copacabana, and Kid Russell goes, Who could ask for more at the Copa? And Barry Manilow comes in and takes over. So, all in all, I agree, this is a very fun song, Robin. Yeah, definitely agree. The uh, As you say, the, the transition from the from the, the, the personalized raps into the, the, the Copacabana full full section uh it's it's very well done agreed and uh kid russell by the way uh, not just from chicago also high school friends with colt cabana and he also did one of the opening themes to roh on hdnet called rush rock remix so a little nepotism perhaps on colt's behalf but uh this is wrestling after all robin so it's to be expected Yeah, if there's no uh, nepotism, then you're not doing wrestling properly. <laughs> right, you know, right. That, That's tradition, that is. Right, right. So um, there are a couple of very, very brief themes that I wanted to touch on here. Uh, brief as in only used once, I believe. Uh, the first one is from uh, ROH Round Robin Challenge 2 in April of 03. And uh, it's a tag team theme for the Second City Saints, uh, which was a trio of guys from Chicago, uh, the Second City, of course, Colt Cabana, Ace Steel, and CM Punk. Now, this song was used for the duo of Colt and Ace on this show. It's by Anthrax and Public Enemy 
off of two albums, the Anthrax album Attack of the Killer Bees and the Public Enemy album Apocalypse 91, The Enemy Strikes Back. This is the rap metal version of Bring the Noise. So I, uh, I love this song, actually. It's one of my favorite rap songs ever, I think, and uh, I like it more than the original, too. Uh, so it's an early example, of course, of the blending of these two genres, rap and metal. And if I can put on my handy-dandy English major bullshit cap here, uh, Robin, once again, just as Anthrax and Public Enemy came together to form an unlikely pair of allies, so, too, did the Second City Saints. I mean, you've got goofball Colt Cabana, you've got serious, tattooed asshole CM Punk, and you've got crazy Ace Steel with the Bug Eyes. You know, visually, it's an odd group, but these guys are brought together through the power of Chicago, much like how Anthrax and Public Enemy were brought together by the power of music. So, English major bullshit for the win here, Robin. I, you, you get the dub from me, that's for sure. <laughs> um... Honestly, I, I don't have a ton to say about this one. Um, I, I don't want to break your heart, but I'm not a huge fan of this song. And, uh, I, you know, a, aside from the... It, it's a weird combination of, of music for a weird combination of guys. I, honestly, I, I didn't think it, it, it fit this group particularly tremendously. Um, I, I always preferred it when they came out as kind of a, a medley of their individual themes. I thought the, the juxtaposition there worked even better than, than what you had in this song. But uh, as you said, they only came out to it once, so it wasn't like a, a huge part of their, their careers. Yeah, I imagine Colt and Ace came out to this because it's a heavy song and they wanted to you know show aggression over their opponents, I suppose. And, and much like with Callin' Out, there is a message here. Uh, the song is about public enemy wanting respect, not just for themselves, but also for rap, too. Uh, and just thinking about it, Colt is a guy who has always fought for respect, not just for himself, but also for wrestling. So there is a connection there, uh, but I don't think it's the driving force behind them having the song. Um, by the way, uh, this song also has some other wrestling connections. It was used by, once again, Ian Rotten in ECW, Vampiro in CMLL, and it was in not one, not two, but three WWE video games all within the span of one year. Day of Reckoning, SmackDown vs. Raw, and WrestleMania 21. So there you go, Robin. Yeah, they got a, well, I, I say payday. So they, I'm not sure that uh, Ian Rodden's going to be pay, paying the, the correct royalties, <laughs> but, you know, they, they've got a nice little check from some uh, wrestling games there. Mm. 
Uh, before we move on, I just want to bring up one of my favorite things about the Second City Saints. Uh, they had this inside joke where uh, Colt did a few tryout matches with WWE, and he used the name Chris Guy, which is Ace Steel's real name. And then when Ace did his own tryout matches later on, he used the name Scott Colton, which is Colt's real name. I always got a kick out of that, Robin. It's a, a nice little touch. Nice little rib. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the other one-night theme that Colt had uh, happened on August 7th, 2004, at Testing the Limit. And this one is by the late, great Rick James off of the album Street Songs. This is the big hit, Super Freak. The reason why Colt came out to Super Freak is because Rick James had died literally the day before, and Colt wanted to pay tribute to the guy. And honestly, that's the only reason I picked this song today. Just the the sheer absurdity of it being like 2004 Ring of Honor, the pinnacle of indie wrestling. You got all these wrestlers there like Samoa Joe, Brian Danielson, CM Punk, Homicide, the Briscoes, all having these very serious, heated matches. And then there's Cole Cabana coming out to Rick James with Ace Steel doing the Rick James style intro. You know, it's just a it's just a very Cole Cabana thing to do, Robin. Yes, he he, he always zigged where other people zagged uh, in, in wrestling. And uh, you know, aside from the the obvious, uh, as as we mentioned several times now, the obvious name link between Cole Cabana and and uh, and Cole Cabana. Uh, other than that, this song fits almost just as well uh, <laughs> for his whole personality, his whole energy. Um, yeah, he, it's when that hits the speakers at a, at a Ring of Honor show, you know something a bit different has been ha- gonna gonna happen to what you've been watching beforehand, and that's what Colt was. Also, this came to me yesterday. Uh, if you think back to 2004 and pop culture at the time, what was capturing the zeitgeist? It was four words: "I'm Rick James, bitch." You know, the Rick James sketch from Chappelle's show was just huge, and it led to a career resurgence for Rick James, and uh, and sadly he died the same year, but it's not like Colt was paying tribute to some, you know, some obscure guy. He had become this pop culture icon to multiple generations of people. Um, now, now, I imagine that you were too young for that, Robin, but I remember watching that, that sketch back in the day and just laughing my ass off. 
yeah, uh, wrong age, wrong country. Uh, <laughs> that too, yeah, to, that to, to get that, but, uh, you know, I, I'll take your word for it. Okay. So, uh, good times, great memories uh, turned out to be Colt's last ROH match. Or so we thought at the time, of course, because he had signed a deal with WWE. Uh, he got the big send-off, and off he went to OVW, where he actually he used the Copacabana rap remix as his theme there. And then he got to the main roster, where they decided, you know what, Colt Cabana ain't gonna work. We're gonna call you Scotty Goldman. And the Scotty Goldman theme, we all know it, we all love it. This is by Lindsay Jahan and Peter Northcote from the Bruton Music Library. It's called Anarchy. think if there's any song that encapsulates Colt's time in WWE, it's this one, because this is as forgettable a song that you'll find. This is just, you know, any generic hard rock instrumental that you you could give this to any old 2008 SmackDown mid-carder. Uh, you know, Bam Neely, Ryan Braddock, Kenny Dykstra, take your pick, because there is nothing distinctive or memorable about this at all. It's, it's just there. And that's a good way to sum up the Scotty Goldman run as well. He was just there. Until he wasn't. No standout matches, no feuds to speak of, or memorable moments. Just lose some matches on SmackDown, and then off you go. So, this theme song and Scotty Goldman, they go hand in hand, Robin. Yeah, it's it's as if someone went up to, you know, Lindsay and Peter and said, Can you make the most generic-sounding FCW theme that I can use for absolutely any man on the roster uh, and they did it and they came up with this and damn they did a good job at finding a as generic as hell theme um, you'd, you'd be hard pressed listening to this and picking out uh, a cult from a lineup of FCW people who would have this theme because it really could have been used for, for anyone of that era um, it, it reminds me of uh, back in the day where when Smackdown vs Raw uh, probably like uh, I, I had it in like 2010 on the Wii what a game um, <laughs> and uh, when you were selecting your theme music of course you could you, you've made your, your creator wrestler you've obviously designed yourself you've gone through the, the theme music for your entrance and of course you can pick all the different um, you know other wrestlers on, on, on the game you can pick their, their music but you can also, right at the bottom, you scroll to the bottom and you get Wrestler Theme 1, you get Wrestler Theme 2, you get Wrestler Theme 3, and you get Wrestler Theme 4. And this this sounds like it could very easily be Wrestler Theme 3, because for those <laughs> four themes that they, they 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 gave you a hell of a range of very generic rock uh, that you could give to your core, and this could very easily have been one of them. Yeah, calling this 
create a wrestler music. That's the perfect descriptor. I agree with you 100% there. Because, I mean, it, it's just not fun. And, and Colt Cabana's best themes are the ones that are supposed to be fun, like him. This, I, I got nothing. I don't feel anything with this. And, and there's a real dissonance, too, with the Scotty Goldman gimmick. Because whenever they did give him, you know, a morsel of attention... They portrayed him as like, he's a comedian, a real jokester, and he had a web series called What's Crackin', where he would do these comedy bits. It didn't work at all, but if you're going to have a quote-unquote funny character, at least give him a song that is also lighthearted and fun and wacky too. You know, don't just give him generic dude rock music. I mean, this would be like, I don't know, Doink the Clown coming out to Pantera. You know, it, it doesn't work that way, Robin. Yeah, they it both didn't work for it didn't work for multiple reasons. One that in general in 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 WWE they really did keep him too generic. They didn't let him be himself enough. Uh, so so this song is is too generic for 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 him. But also even then he got a little bit of his personality across. He got to be a bit of a comedy character, and yet he this song is not a comedy theme at all. Well, it it didn't fit. It, it didn't work because it was too generic and they tried to make him too generic, but it didn't even fit the character that they let him be. Uh, it, it was a failure on both sides. Do you know how hard it is to screw up Colt Cabana? Like, he's such an easy guy to get and to make work, but it's WWE and screwing up with people is what they do best after all. And, you know, I think it's actually a testament to Colt as a person that he went through this just awful WWE run and came out the other side and he didn't go well i made it to wwe the the biggest company in the world and i failed so you know woe is me i'm done no he picked himself back up and he worked even harder to prove them wrong and, and to say to them you know what i don't need you to make it in wrestling i don't need the big machine behind me to make it and you know what he made it yeah he he's one of those guys who's had a you know, his, his post-WWE career has been better than his WWE and pre-WWE career. And there's a lot of wrestlers you can't say that for because, you know, almost understandably, they get to the mountain, uh, you know, they, it doesn't work out for them. They're disheartened. Colt didn't take no for an answer. He, he made it in wrestling in spite of WWE. Yeah, and I think having a lot of experience in the indies before WWE helped a lot too, for sure. So... So yeah, Colt's WWE run ended and he gets released on February 20th, 2009 and is back on the indies literally the next day. He's in PWG and his new theme song, which he would have to this very day, is by Kid Russell, there he is again, and Matt Jenkins. It's a play on Colt's nickname. This is Boom Boom. Boom Boom, Cocabana. Boom Boom, Cocabana. Boom Boom.
Alright, how you guys doing? Come on in, sit down. You're about to listen to The Art of Wrestling, a professional wrestling podcast. It's a life podcast. It's a personal journal. It's an entryway into the minds, the souls, the hearts, and the lives of the people involved in the world of professional wrestling. I am your host. My name is Colt Cabana. I'm a Chicago native. I'm a podcaster. I'm a presenter. I'm a personality. But most importantly, I am a professional wrestler. And we are sitting here live in the studio apartment in Chicago, Illinois. Listen, I cannot hear this song and not think of the podcast and the show intro. I mean, That's... That stuff is just burned in my brain forever. And I think it's a nice bit of synergy that Colt had this song as both his wrestling theme and the podcast theme because you go to a show and he comes out with the song and you think, oh yeah, the podcast, I should listen to the new episode. And then you listen to the podcast and you hear the song and you think of the wrestling show. So giving this song that dual purpose was a pretty smart move on Colt's part, Robin. Yeah, the, the the first line I have written down for this song in the notes for this show is, I will forever associate it with the art of wrestling. Um, and, and, and just like you, uh, I heard the song and my mind already, as soon as it started, my mind already started filling in the, the, the opening show speech. It's And I haven't listened to the art of wrestling in years, but it's, it's so ingrained in there and it's so... Um, it's forever linked. And as you said, the, he had that great synergy of... Um, the, the podcast would support his, his uh, you know, his, his indie appearances and then his, his indie appearances would feed back into the podcast. Yeah, and like I said earlier, this is the next step up from the Copacabana rap remix. You know, Kid Russell is back doing a fun, lighthearted rap. The music is this very upbeat, jaunty pop rock sound. It's got plenty of new references in there. Maxwell Street, Flying Apple, Cabanarama Headband. The Shy, Colt 45. They even put in a reference to the Copacabana melody in there, too, with the music. So there's a callback to the old music there, too. And it's really become, I think, over the years, the, the quintessential Colt Cabana theme. That just, it sums him up to a T, to the point where I just, I can't imagine him coming out to any other song, Robin. No, it's become so linked with him. Um, I've got a question for you, Andrew, because you might know the answer to this one. Does he, does he, when he comes out to this in, uh, in AEW, does the, the King of the Ring of Honor line still show? Cause that's, that's an interesting little twist. That was my point too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's a very curious thing that the, the Ring of Honor line is in the song, despite him now being in AEW. Um, I mean, it's been in the song forever and was used in every other promotion besides ROH2, not just AEW. So that is a bit strange, but, um, also some of the rhymes are a bit suspect too, Said no to corporate America. Give it up for your favorite character. Cabanarama with the headband on. Globe trotting from here to Ink Lond. So there is some, you know, stretching going on here with these rhymes. And it's kind of funny hearing just the wacky pronunciations to fit the rhymes, uh, Robin. Yeah, but, you know, funny is what cold is. So, you know, it, it, it stretches. It works. Cold's the kind of guy who would stretch for a for a pun or a or a dodgy rhyme or something like that because you know that's his personality and you know so it all it all works it all works and uh the producer of the song matt jenkins uh he's better known under the name blue smock nancy and he did a few other roh themes uh, like for jay lethal steve carino and the most famous one being kevin steen's theme 
Unsettling Differences, which, compared to this song, is a bit of a departure, Robin. <laughs> yeah, um, that, that that theme and the, the redemption st- theme of Steve Carino, like, you could easily see those two as, as the, the connection. I'm a big fan of both those songs uh, for, for their, their Ring of Honor uh, intros. And it shows a great range that he manages to <laughs> to produce those two songs in in that genre, and then boom, he's here he is with Boom Boom, and it, it you know it's completely different, but it works so well. Uh, but for both 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 genres of of wrestler and both genres of theme. Now, uh, as crazy as this sounds, there was actually a heel remix of this song, uh, because Colt turned heel in late 2017. And was a heel until August of 2018, so not not too long, but long enough to get a heel remix of Boom Boom, featuring a certain someone on lead vocals this time. So let's hear Boom Boom Heel Remix. Boom Boom Cocabana. Boom Boom Cocabana. Boom Boom Cocabana. It's Cocabana. Hello. Straight out of the shot, Mr. Shake and Bake, Cold 45, wrestling cause it feels alive, great memories, good, good time, said no to corporate America, give it up for your favorite character, Cabana Rama with his headband on, globe trying from here to England, and when he's back in the shot, he's gonna go to Maxwell Street, get on his bad side, he So what I love about this is that it has the typical trappings of a heel remix. The slowed down tempo, the evil record scratch, Colt is singing it now so it's like he's got an ego and this is his song, damn it. But besides that, it's the same song. Like there's no new evil lyrics to make it a proper bad guy theme. It's the same lyrics just said in a slower tempo. I mean just, just listening to it makes me laugh because of how silly it all sounds, Robin. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever heard this song before. I don't uh, this version of the song, of course. Um, or if I had, I'd forgotten about it. But when I when I cl- clicked on the file and gave it a listen, I I just it's just brilliant. It's so it's so great because it's it's almost like a parody of a heel wrestling theme. Um, that it's just so perfect, and it's you, no other like heel turn would work with this kind of theme. She wouldn't be able to take them seriously. But you're not meant to take Colt Cabana seriously, even when he's a heel. Um, I don't think anyone else could pull off having a heel theme like this. But it it, it just worked. It, oh, I, I would I would imagine it would just work so well for Colt because it, it even when he was the heel, I, he he never he never took away his his character and and kind of the, the roots of his character. And, and, you know, it still had the, the roots of the theme. Yeah, they didn't even add in, like, any heavier instrumentation either. It's the same music track, too. So, for all we know, they just went into Pro Tools and hit 0.5 on the speed rate and just said, yep, that's it. 
Which, again, that works for Cole Cabana so well in terms of how, you know, unique and absurd the whole thing is. And, and even as a heel, you know, he's still trying to get a laugh out of people. So, um, also, I like how it ends with the signature Cole Cabana. Thanks. Yeah, like, nice little, uh, another nice little reference to the podcast there, just in case you, you, your, your brain wasn't already there from, from just the theme in general. All right, well, that's going to do it for this episode of Music of the Mat. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, Robin, thank you for being here so much. I know we started off pretty serious with the speaking out stuff, but uh, once we got into Colt and his music, it became you know a proper fun time, which is what you want in a Colt Cabana episode. You want to have some fun, which we did. So thanks for coming on here. Um, or should I say, thanks. Hey, hey. see, so we did that. Lo- lovely stuff. Uh, yeah, always a pleasure to be on, Andrew. Any plugs you want to give? Go right ahead. Yes, yeah, so uh, if you would like to be a part of an interactive wrestling quiz, maybe uh, flex your, your wrestling knowledge, uh, you may even find yourself up against Andrew in a one-on-one. Uh, who knows? Uh, you can go, uh, it's, it's usually every Saturday, but if you follow me over on Twitter at the Wrestle Quiz, that's T-H-E-W-R-E-S-T-L-E-Q-U-I-Z, Um you will get updates from from my Twitter, uh, saying whenever the show is on. Um, you, it's usually every Saturday though, around uh, five PM uh, Eastern time. Um, but yeah, it, you can also go to our, our Twitch channel, give that a follow, and you'll get updates uh, for when uh, we, whenever we go live. That's uh, Twitch.tv/slash/vowquiz. Um, so if you go there, click the follow button, you'll get updates whenever we go live. There's also a, a schedule button that you can see when we next go live. Uh, and basically the way it works, uh, if, you, if you're unfamiliar, is I pull people out of the audience um, and they get to be a part of the quiz. It's like a, you know, a, 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 you know, a, a low budget version, obviously, but a, uh, like a quiz show you'd see, see on TV, but all the questions are wrestling based. Uh, we've just finished our our big tournament that we ran. Uh, I think it was n- nine weeks worth of quizzing. We, we crowned a champion. Uh, so we're, we're going to be looking in the upcoming weeks to, to, to find some challenges for him uh, and uh, a couple of title defences in classic wrestling fashion. Uh, so, you know, you could be the first title challenger and maybe you could be the second champion. Who knows? Someone's got to be. Well, Liam is a tough champion and uh, he scares me with his knowledge, not going to lie there, but, um, but seriously though, it, it doesn't matter if you win, you'll lose, spectate, whatever. Um, the quiz is just so much fun and there's a really great community surrounding it too. So, uh, it gets my full recommendation for sure. Thank you. Very, very kind of you to say. And Music of the Mat is of course part of the Voices of Wrestling podcast network, just like the Quiz League. You can find all the great podcasts on there at voicesofwrestling.com. Follow the show on Twitter at Music of the Mat. Follow me on Twitter at Andrew T. Rich. Go to the VOW Discord to take part in the quiz, but also discuss any other topics or podcasts. That's VoicesOfWrestling.com slash Discord. If you want to donate to the show, you can do that. Just go to VoicesOfWrestling.com slash Donate and uh, click the Donate button beneath the name Music of the Mat. If you do donate, hey, thanks so much. You're awesome. And of course, rate, review, subscribe to the show on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and in many other places. Uh, Robin, thank you again, and I'll see you around. Thanks, Andrew. All right, for Robin Reed, I'm Andrew Rich, and I'll see you next time on Music of the Mat. Take care, guys.
Music of the Mad is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. The songs used throughout this show are property of their respective copyright holders.